This episode of The Dinger is brought to you by The Ringer, bringing you the best in semi-pro fan-based sports analysis and mediocre pop culture. Bill Simmons and his uh, semi-celebrity uh, band of friends get together on his series of podcasts to break down the best in professional sports as well as the, um, what did I write down here? As well as movie and music blogs of the shallowest kind. Right now on The Ringer, you can get 10% off of your first 50 downloads of The Ringer Podcast Network. This includes the flagship Bill Simmons show, the NFL show, the... the what did I write here? Flagship. handwriting so bad you can't read it. <laughs> yeah. Flagship. The NFL show, the MLB show, the NBA show, that binge-watchable <laughs> thing, and Against All Odds, and uh, House of Carbs! Oh, and the Dave Shank Show, and so much more. The Ringer, beefing out, beefing up with your best buds and making money doing it, baby. We've been doing this for the last couple years of we uh, break down the draft, <clears throat> the NFL draft, that is. And we got our, our, our um, C-Dub here. He's with our uh, our draft. Um, what do you call What do you call yourself? Resident draft expert? I don't know. Resident draft expert. <laughs> Resident draft hunky. There That's we go. it. That's the one. I, uh I got sudden dry throat like one second into the recording. I was really happy about it. It worked out really nice for me. Nice. Um, yeah, resident draft honky, I think, <laughs> is probably the right way to go. It's good Steve gave you an uh, extra half minute to uh, get yourself ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. um, the, it is now, uh, we're, this is being recorded Sunday night. We have just uh, finished the weekend of the draft. And as well as um, uh, we just finished watching the Dor- Jordan series. I'm assuming yeah. we all watched that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fucking um, excellent two episodes today. Oh, yes. yeah, definitely. I feel like it's just getting better. That yeah. shit with Robin at the end on the plane where he's like fucking <laughs> roasting him was so good. <laughs> Love it. It's fantastic. But anyway, so, Corey, uh, since uh, you are the draft expert and I spent the draft mostly playing video games, uh, I didn't catch anything really after the Tua pick because uh, there were that was all you that were happening. And I was like, oh, is this going to be kind of a boring first round? But I know trades were made eventually, but eventually, not like a real exciting one. I've got uh, three and a half like nice talking points to uh, to talk about, to discuss, so... You want, Do you want to, to start with uh, your Eagles start or uh, start somewhere else? I got a I got a nice list going on here. So uh, number one, we had uh, five quarterbacks taken the first two rounds. Uh, Joe Exotic Burrow from uh, LSU, uh, Cincinnati, number one. The Lion to, uh, King before being corrected to the Tiger, the Tiger King. The Lion that King. Was funny. <laughs> it's like what Lion King? Hey, I'm I'm the Lion King, Joe Burrow. <laughs> 
stupidest shit. <laughs> that Trey Wingo, he's getting up there. Yeah, he was looking really old without all the makeup and stuff because they can't have like a million people on, on hand at ESPN because of this whole uh, nightmare. Um, and then second, we had uh, Tua, I Fall and I Can't Get Up, Tagovailoa, to uh, Miami <laughs> at number five. Great pick uh, for Miami. Great, great pick. I'm, I'm excited for them. I think that's going to be really good. I can't wait for who their backup is going to be. AFC East is going to be awesome this year. It's going to be great. We have uh, Justin West Coast, Mitchell Trubisky, Herbert went to the Chargers at uh, number six. Um, <laughs> Jordan, uh, Patrick Mahomes, but bad love, went to uh, Green Bay, who they traded up for him at 26. Oh, man, that I was, love like, that. Real, uh, that was a real something. And then uh, Jalen... Tua's Nick Foles hurts uh, went to Philly at fifty three. So my my question I'm posing to you guys is, which team is most going to ruin one of these quarterbacks, and which quarterback is most going to ruin one of these teams? So it was between Cincy, San Diego, Miami, and Green Bay and Philly. Green Bay and Philly. Cincy being on the list alone is all you need. But feel free to discuss further. But that that's that's all. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. state my case. Bungles. I kind of get that vibe as well. <laughs> the Bungles. But poor Joe, he's going to turn 24 this year. He's like older than some of the quarterbacks that are playing now in the NFL. And he's, he's like, like literally older than the reigning MVP, I'm pretty sure. I think Lamar Jackson is like six months younger than he is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and now uh, he he's uh, stationed in the NFL Siberia and probably won't get to leave until he's close to 30. Yeah, that's it's going to be a real shit show for him. Also, I just I don't get the hype. I feel like if you're really, really bad one year and then the next year you're like incredibly good enough to jump up to number one overall, you're probably just going to be a bad NFL quarterback. Like he was in Ohio yeah. state. Right. And then, then couldn't get a gig there. Yeah. Yeah. He so, transferred to LSU. And then I think he like threw more interceptions than touchdowns the, the year before last. And then, then last year, obviously, uh, Heisman trophy winner, national champion winner. First overall. It was, so by most metrics, the greatest quarterback season in college football history. Now, it's easier to do that every yeah. year, but he did that in the SEC. I mean, I think that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty impressive. Something. It was 60 also, touchdowns yeah. is, like, ridiculous. Like, and, like, that, that national kind of semifinal game against Oklahoma where he just shredded them in the first half. Like, I had never seen anything like that. Four like, touchdowns to Justin Jefferson, like, in the first half. It was just like, what the fuck is happening here? It was, like, even worse than when Lamar Jackson, like, fucking torched the Rams back in, uh, what was that, November? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it was just like, hey, this game, I, we're way better than you, fuck you, Rams. Like, yeah. <laughs> here comes here comes the hurt. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised the Rams even rallied to like, like get Kevin, close to the playoffs. I thought they were fucking done after that. Yeah. It, was, it was like a Kevin James bomb. Here comes the boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty much what I was thinking. <laughs> so I feel like we all kind of agree on that. Joe Burrow is going to most be ruined by Cincinnati. Who's going to most ruin one of these other teams? Who's going to be like the, the, the hugest mistake? Tua, Justin <laughs> Herbert, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. I think her, her the the roster of the Chargers is is not the problem. It's the it's it's just the fact they're the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, is that is that Philip Rivers' fault or is that just something beyond that? Well, I mean, they were the Chargers when he was there, and no one else has been their quarterback. So yeah. I mean, like he definitely I mean, gets they weren't at least charging half of the when, blame. They weren't charging when Drew Brees or Doug Flutie, right? That was like completely. They were just like not that good. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they just they weren't like. Whatever number one ranked offense, number one ranked defense, thirty second ranked special teams, not making the playoffs. Like uh, <laughs> that was all time classic. Yeah, I think. Um, 
let's see. I think just by injury, are they going to ruin? Which player is going to ruin the team? You said yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. Which I, which player is most likely to ruin one of these teams? I the closest one. The odds would say probably Tua solely because of injury potential. Yeah. It, they could be. They could be like. And I don't want to. I don't want to think that because I think I. I think two is a good is was probably the better of the two quarterbacks before the injury. Yeah, I think hurts with um, the Eagles is is more of like an insurance policy and or trade yeah. in a trade bait sort of a trade and a, an asset to have. And then that's definitely how they're spinning it. And Jordan, yeah, well, it's it's fine. I think that's I think that's a fine. You know, you want to if you have a quarterback that if you if the quarterbacks are are not a dime a dozen. So, um, you know, if you need one badly, then they have one. Kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater situation. Um, yeah, I think the uh, and then the love uh, that was the Green Bay. We should just talk about the Green Bay pick for a minute. I was here. gonna say Jordan Love would be my pick. Not because it's really his fault, but because him being there is going to cause like Aaron Rodgers to like bitch out even more. That's absolutely that was yeah, my thought like, as well. He yeah. might not uh, like get any te- like you might not learn anything from from uh, Rodgers. Kind of like how Manning wasn't helping out a uh, fucking Osweiler or Favre, or whatever. Or Favre wasn't helping out um, <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah, yeah apparently, that too. Apparently, the two of them are actually really good friends now. So I don't know if that's something that like. <laughs> You know, uh, I don't know if that says what something about the Packers or the fact that you know they have the ability to kind of either empathize with each other and I don't, I don't know maybe they, you know who knows. I, I, there's I mean, the I, fact I, that Rogers isn't even on speaking terms with his own family. Like I don't know how much I believe that Favre and Rogers are actually friends. Like I think Rogers I don't believe just uh, Aaron Rodgers has any friends. I think that he's probably <laughs> just like a real piece of shit and like nobody likes him and he doesn't like anybody. I would definitely believe it. Yeah, I think Danica Patrick is another really good beard. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he's he's had like some all time beards. Like, uh, fucking, uh, what's he really, her face? Really, really likes beards. Really likes beards. <laughs> yeah, he really, really, really likes beards. I mean, like, 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 likes beards. Well, since we're going into this Green Bay, that segue is really nice into my second point. Uh, which of these teams with upset fans will look more dumb in five years? Uh, Green Bay, whose fans are mad that they took a quarterback and no wide receiver in this historically deep wide receiver draft class. Amazing. Or uh, Philadelphia, who they passed on uh, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow's like favorite target for like the speedster from TCU, and then drafted a backup quarterback in the second round. Which team is going to look more dumb in, in five years? Between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, the pack well, between look more dumb for being upset. More dumb. Like which team is going to fuck up more? Like from this uh, this moment. Oh, the Packers. You think so? Yeah, because here's the deal: we just saw that the Eagles could like scrape together from the bottom of the barrel a bunch of wide receivers at the end of the season. I'm not worried about, and the quarterback can make a. I think Wentz can make those receivers better. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and I think the fact that the window on Wentz is potentially larger than the window, even just based on age alone, because we never, mm-hmm. you know, something had happened. He could. He could pull an Andrew. He could he won't? But he could put an Andrew Luck <laughs> and he just might, like you know drop drop the mic piece. I'm out of here before he's thirty. Um, but yeah. probably it, most likely injuries would end his career before that would happen. I mm-hmm. think I think uh, Rogers is thirty six now. Thirty five. He's, he's up there. He's, he's mid to late thirties and is basically uh, needs weapons. Yeah, and, and linemen and needs needs tools around him. If they're gonna blow. A first-round draft pick on a quarterback they don't really need right yeah. now. They could they could find me because like what 
you know, there's, you never know what's going to happen two years from now. We know that uh, what's the most, uh, the California, um, California clumsy guy. Oh yeah. Danny, um, Danny, Danny California with the punchable face. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that guy. I, I can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> about Trevor um, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah Trevor that Lawrence. dude. That dude. <laughs> um, you know, he he's he's gonna be the tanking. He's gonna be the next tanking target. Tank for Trevor. Yeah. Tank for Trevor. So that's the only thing we know right now. In, in, mm-hmm. in as far as quarterbacks are concerned, next year. Yeah. So anyway, I would say the Packers, the pack, the 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 Packers fans would probably be the most right to be upset about the pick. Okay. I think the Eagles fans would look dumb being okay mad about the pick because they're mad about everything. Yeah. And they're usually sh- they just shouldn't be as mad about things that are happening. When they're happy, yeah, very so, reactionary. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, it definitely it seems went, like the NFC is probably going to get more competitive. So, if the yeah. Packers want to win, they should try to win now because it's going to take this guy a long time. If they yeah. really need, if they really need sort of talent weapons like that or linemen, they can trade just Jalen Hurts. <laughs> too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> so, any uh, thought to that? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is older than Brett Favre was when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. So it's kind of like the same thing is happening to him now. He's like the shoes on the other foot now for him. Love it. Uh, it's it's a spin for sure. Um, it's great. I have no problem with it. I mean, yeah. personally, it's 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 a you know no one the Packers are not a free agent target, so they have to build and draft. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is, you know, the, it's the it's the value of the pick and the thing that's the problem at this point. If you found, if you like, did they really need? Were they think they think Jordan Love was going to be off the table? off the board when this happened by the second or third round. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We, we don't, who knows, we don't who know, knows what like, their draft board looked like? Who knows what other teams draft boards looks like? Yeah. I know Jordan, that Jordan Love was always like kind of considered in that late first, early second kind of round thing. What was that? Like, that's where he was. That's where you he look was at the teams mostly. that picked after Green Bay in the first round. None of them need a quarterback. And then yeah. if you go past that, you would have to get to <clears throat> maybe the, Panthers at 38, who might take him? I don't know. But they just signed Teddy Bridgewater to like a long contract, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they know he's not going to be like the franchise quarterback for like 10 years. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they probably. It's also just that like 32 is like an often people trade up to that pick to get that extra fifth year on a quarterback if they're trying to get to a quarterback. So, but the fact that they traded up to whatever 26 to get him is like a really. Perplexing move, I would think. Particularly since yeah. the um, since the like the the team that crushed them twice last year, the Niners actually got better. They, oh yeah, they <laughs> keep they keep they trying like strategically trading their picks and getting the right thing. Making they they've been John Lynch has been making the right moves. John Lynch, sure. I I thought he for sure he was going to be a bad GM when he like they signed him on, and then he immediately like crushed it, and they've been fantastic ever since. So who? That shows my uh, quality of sports uh, analysis. <laughs> it's just nice having the Niners be good too. Like, yeah, like I hate yeah, when I, I like the classic teams are like fucking garbage. Yeah, except yeah, for Dallas. Yeah, no, Dallas is. <laughs> I mean, I actually kind of like it when Dallas is eight and eight. I feel like that's even better than like yeah. going like two and fourteen. Yeah, that's true. It's if great when they're like right in the middle. If you're not like Dallas, no, just if you're not an Eagles fan. Uh, uh, or an NFC East fan, uh, mm-hmm. or a team that's not Dallas. And I know we had this rule about the Raiders. We didn't like the Raiders, or we weren't fan. Generally, we didn't like Al Davis. Yeah. yeah. 
So until he died, it's like, oh, <laughs> he's gone. We can like the Raiders now. Is it the same Jerry Jones factor? Is that just no, no, not always at all. been, always been. Jerry Jones. So you, you've been hating the. You've been so Corey. We want to make sure that Corey uh, C Dub, excuse me, has been uh, a, a Cowboys hater since the mid '80s. Yes. Okay. Copy. All right. Since I've since uh, I was alive then, and I knew. Out of the womb, fuck, the, fuck them boys. Fuck the boys. I'm fucking them boys all the way back. Yeah, Put no, for me, I, I gotta say, like, half of it's gotta be Jerry Jones. Like, I, I, I won't lie. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm, Jerry Jones is horrible. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he doesn't help. that's not true. I'm just saying the, part, the other part of it is that the, like, relentless coverage is, like, so bad every single time. They're, like, the media oh, yeah, throwing yeah. it, and then, like... Every year, it doesn't. It's like Notre Dame. Where they have it's like network. every single year, they're like getting blown, smoke blown up their asses. They're the next best thing, and this is the year they come back. And then every single year, it's not. It's pretty great, if you ask me. I, I, oh, do, it's, like, it's I like, do like the hype to to, to crash. It's great because you know it's always going to happen, but it's not great for that like four months in the middle of the year, like before anything starts happening, where the, everyone's like got their dicks in their mouth, like, oh, the fucking Cowboys, oh, Notre Dame, oh. Like, it's it's too much for me to handle. I, can't, I don't like hearing it every fucking year. Do you think Lou Holtz ever picked against Notre Dame once in those pregame shows? Because I don't think I've ever seen no. it happen. Zero <laughs> percent of the time. He's still alive. Google this. I think he is. He might have been me too, who knows? <laughs> He, oh, yeah, he's 83, but uh, yeah, he's still kicking. That other guy, though, he's he's slipping on uh, the countdown. Oh, he had that yeah. stroke. Yeah, it's it's just funny like enough. I, I, on, I, I, like a million times. I, I will say, I, I kind of Corso. Like, that's right. Corso. <laughs> that's right. I will say, I, I still, I, I, I personally don't really have much of a problem with uh, um, Jimmy Johnson, though. I don't know if that's a thing with you guys. I mean, like, oh, Jimmy uh, Johnson's like almost like a sympathetic character at this point. Yeah, like I, the fact that he got fucked so bad by Jerry. It's like, like I'm, I'm happy. It really to reminds me of uh, what we're seeing with the uh, other Jerrys uh, that we're going to talk about <laughs> later, fucking over the Bulls. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. I just want to punch fucking Jerry Krause in the face every time they show him. That's <laughs> the worst. I want to, I want to punch him when he's introducing Phil Jackson. Man, what a dumb move. God, that is completely ridiculous. Like mid, like before the season, like he's not coming back. Well, like why is he even there? Like what the hell's the point? Yeah. I've never even heard of that happening. Yeah, <laughs> that is like strange. Just, the only anyway, time that uh, happened was, was like with Phil Jackson again in in 2011 when the, the Mavs swept the Lakers. So that was kind of like. He kind of felt he was there for one last run around, in a run, and it wasn't that great. Yeah, but it wasn't fucking Jerry Buss saying that. Yeah, yeah. no. Also, <laughs> my girlfriend's or, keep uh, me. Mitch he, he knew he knew to marry. He knew he knew to be at least engaged with your boss. He was smart enough to pull that one off. Yeah, you got to fuck your boss if you want to be you able to like boss. have perfect job security. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Time and time um, again. Okay, let's move on. Which uh, currently happy fan base will look stupid for being happy during the season? Uh, Miami, because they're still Miami, even though they're like tank for Tua worked and they like had a big free agency and there's no more Brady in the AFC East. Yeah, the fact that they fucked up tanking for two and still got him is pretty amazing. <laughs> That's it's, pretty impressive. It's an under under uh, and they represented to, and, and managed to ruin the Patriots' playoff chances too. I mean, it's a I would say it was a pretty successful score for a season. You know, yeah. If you really then, or Cleveland, who got like great value, they got a guy who was considered the top tackle. Uh, at 10 and then they got like a guy who if he would have come out last year would have been the top safety in the draft uh in the second round uh but they're still cleveland so uh they, why are they happy 
Yeah, I was gonna say, when has Cleveland being happy before the season ever panned out? Like never, it's, the it's never happened. <laughs> like uh, last year, would have been the first time that they were happy, and we, we saw how that happened. If, this, if you're basing, I mean, wait, are this is it uh, Tampa Bay fans for this uh, Gronk and Brady retirement tour in Florida? They're going to just like ride out their days in Florida and uh, become retired old men. Which of these three teams will be the dumbest for being happy? If Does it, it doesn't work push? out, I think Tampa probably yeah. because like Brady clearly regressed last year, although he didn't have any weapons. But like, there's a good chance that like the he's going to be ultra old man Gronk. Brady. I mean, and, like, yeah. Gronk is fucked up, so like, there's no guarantee that he's going to have nearly the same impact. Yeah. He's also apparently still putting on weight. Like, apparently he lost so much weight that he still has to bulk up for the season, even though he's been planning to come out of retirement for like whatever several weeks now. Like. Jeez. Okay, so um, they got we lost we lost you know when you Corey and I did play the uh, soup the super six, and we 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 met we missed on the Wurfs the Wurfs pick. <laughs> so I mean Tristan Wurfs. Yeah. Um, I I think let's see I'm I'm looking at the 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 uh, Tampa picks now. I I also think it's gonna be Tampa they just because of the way. it up to get. Yeah. I think if if you know, and the only thing about I would say Cleveland for the obvious Cleveland reason. Yeah. But um, my my thought is that the um, they actually did get like protection that they didn't have for Baker last year. Yeah, like the whole hype last season was like, oh, they got OBJ and they have like these receivers and these corners and all that shit. And then everyone was like, dude, your offensive line is like still trash. You're like never going to be able to do anything. Or they, yeah, they, they trade. I think they it. traded. They traded drafts. They, tra- they traded Lyman for, like, I think. Then uh, they traded New York for. Uh, yeah, for Odell. Yeah, they traded like a pick and a tackle or a guard or something. Yeah, something like that. So that was that was not. Um, Smart in, in in the you know the, in, for the cost benefit ratio. See, so they got a center, they got uh, the D tackle, they got the linebacker. So I think they made. I think they're they're with their best options. They got uh, uh, that the offensive tackle they needed. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to say that, the, but they'll probably be the Still least. Important. Yeah. And <laughs> they're they're playing they're still playing uh, uh, what do you call it uh, Baltimore twice a year and they're still playing the Stoolers twice a year um, yeah we'll and, see how Big Ben comes back though like I don't yeah. even know if he can like, so, like commit assault right now the, where he's the at the walking yeah. brain mush Big Ben but if you're gonna if you're gonna if we're placing bets on who's winning the division it's not Cleveland. No, <laughs> <Hell> no. <laughs> so you know, like you have a better bet. Like, like if you're if you're if you're betting like those three teams, who's going to win the division? Uh, it's probably going to be Miami of the three best bets right now. I, Tampa might yeah. have a shot. Uh, you're probably right, but it's yeah. hard to see. My my thoughts here is, I feel like Tampa fans are like kind of accepting that they know that this is like just a one or two year kind of thing. Yeah, and that they're going to have to go back. Like nobody. So I can't see them being that big of losers here just because they're like, yeah, it's going to be like one or two years. Regardless of what happens three years from now, our team's going to look entirely different. Yeah, and they weren't going to get fans, Burrow or, or Tua so, and yeah. even Herbert. So, like, yeah. getting like, what they got is like – the. I mean, they weren't going to get a franchise quarterback probably anyway. No, definitely not. And then uh, Cleveland is like – still Cleveland, so it's like they, they're already the biggest losers, so I can't see them being the biggest losers here. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with Miami just because I feel like it's they're primed to be the Cleveland of this year where, like, the hype is going to build a little bit. Not that it's going to, like, hit critical mass like sure. uh, 
Cleveland last year, but they had like, they spent all this money in free agency and they got the quarterback of the future. And they're like doing this whole thing. The AFC East is suddenly wide open. Brady's not there anymore. I still just don't think that it's nothing's going to happen for them. They're still going to be the dolphins. They're still just not going to do anything with it. Like their fans are, I feel like the most delusional about this whole process. I think you're probably right about that. I mean, they kept thinking Ryan Tannehill was going to be good and he had to leave for them to, for him to actually get good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he needed like a reality check himself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He needed to like get slapped down by the practice squad guys a little bit. To like that. <laughs> yeah. Go win your practice squad championship, Ryan Tannehill. Practice squad MVP. Yeah. Uh, hot takes on the new Rams logo. Oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we can find hot takes on that. I think there's just a single take. It's, it's, yeah. sorry, it's very bland. Consensus take is for the first time the right take. As, like, as a as a fan of, of a as, as a fan of the St. Louis um, history of the franchise, I am happy with this really shitty logo. <laughs> so, staying cranky, staying cranky, you demand. <laughs> Chargers uh, uniforms though are like pretty fucking pretty cool looking. I don't know if you guys have seen these yet. No, I'll check it out. But I'll, while Which I ones? check that out, it... the Chargers new uniforms. Oh, let me Google that. They're fucking pretty. They're pretty nice. They got like the old school numbers on the helmets, and like uh, they went back to the powder blues. I thought they always had the powder blues. The powder blues were like an alternate for like a pretty long time, and then they went back to that's going to be their primary. I think. Hopefully, it'll sell some PSLs for them. Yeah, you never know. like get some more money into uh the Rams. Oh, that's box. nice. I like the helmet. Yeah. The helmet's nice. That's the helmet's the best part about it, I think. Yeah, they're pretty slick. Like they're definitely of all the uniform changes that have come this off season, they look the best. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. I gotta yeah. say. I have yeah. no problem. I have no problem with this. Usually, you get like a uniform renovation, and then everyone's like, "This looks like a piece of shit." But then, like, this is the only time where I've seen it where people are like, "You know, I actually kind of like what they're doing with this one." So, and I think it's it's warranted. It looks pretty good. Okay. Here's my capper for this. Um, general outlook. Why are we even talking about this? Because the season's never going to happen. <laughs> like, the world's over. Uh, there's no more sports. It's never going to happen. Why Why do we care about the NFL draft anymore? Well, because like the draft, it's always about um, unknown poten- uh, potential and not actual tangible um, uh, yeah. statistics. So it's nothing. It's, it's always about the, the draft always has been a symbol and a beacon of hope for franchises throughout the world. Um, and so uh, it's only fitting that we have one when there's no uh, absolute, um, poten- there's, there's, there's a potential, there's going to be a season. So <laughs> yeah. here's the, it's, the it's, NFL it's, draft it's instead of the potential of these players being good, <laughs> it's potential that these players will play football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now the fact that they're even able to have a draft is more than the other sports are going to be able to say. Cause like, how's the NFL going to have, or the NBA have their draft when like the season's not finished, like yeah. what's going to yeah. happen to the college players? Like what's yeah. like, they're, you know, they want to sign those contracts, you know, the corporations want to sign people, you know, all that. So like, I feel like if we don't get this shit finished, then like, I don't even know how they're going to determine uh, how the draft is going to happen. Like, yeah, How, are they gonna like finish the season like a year later, and then like what what are these guys doing in the meantime? The prospects, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, the NFL got a lucky break here because at least they, you know, yeah, the season, season was over. Before, like the world. <laughs> I mean, this was always their this was always their evil plan, and and the first place was to extend their relevance throughout the summer and the spring. So, 
pulled the fucking huge ratings for the draft, man. I mean, I like, say. To the to the point where it's like our paralysis by analysis on on Tua and whether his injured leg will be good enough for the season, and if it's a so if it's yeah, it's a whole it's a whole mess there. So plus so, the NFL benefits the most by like having their players like rest more. You know they can fully heal. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like are taking however many weeks off of like getting their brains slowly turned into mush. <laughs> they're the one. They're the one. Fran- oh, excuse me. They're the one uh, team or one one uh, uh, sports league that can actually, I think, pull off a a um, uh, an empty stadium thing. Yeah. You know, because the whole of you know they don't. They're you know for a while they were actually like so TV oriented. They they would you would get blackouts if they didn't sell out the stadium. Now because it's all about the. It's all about the television product with football to to that point where, you know, that's why baseball is so regional and everything's based on uh, smaller um, market, um, that's local or regional market, uh, TV TV revenue and uh, actual butts and seats. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say my counter to that would be, though, the NFL is in the worst position of if a player gets infected, like, it's the easiest to spread on an NFL yeah. organization. They, they, have, they have the most way players. More players. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. And they have all the coaches and like all the coaches are usually fucking old. So, I mean, like <laughs> if someone tests positive, like they, they, how do you like prevent the spread? You uh, North Korea. I mean, you just shoot them dead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they go. have an empty state, if they have an empty stadium, there's way more space than they ever need to get you know, six feet apart per play. And you sort of yell their <laughs> name and get back down. Somebody, uh, somebody gets infected and everybody, Runs to opposite sides of the fucking stadium. <laughs> and then either the press will, the, all the press and the staff will be in hazmat suits, <laughs> and um, you know it's going to look like. Uh, I say they just uh, they they play the whole season out on Madden, and they make a, uh, each player play one quarter of each game, so that at every quarter they just have to flip in a different player from the team to play that uh, the second quarter and the third quarter and the fourth quarter of every game. And that'll make uh, EA have to make a game that's not like a broken piece of shit because then it'll be like on uh, it'll be on like national TV every every week. Fuck you, Bill Simmons. I'm the sports czar now. (laughs) Yeah, the the prospect of seeing like NFL uh, roll out Madden games as their product would be amazing. <laughs> It'd be a real shit show. It'd be like what we're seeing with basketball right now, where they're doing like the 2K tournaments with people. Like, I tried to watch that. It was so bad. It's a nightmare. It fucking sucks balls. I saw. I saw the virtual horse game. That wasn't. That wasn't the worst thing ever. I did um, not watch any of that. I mean, it was the only thing on. So. You guys been like, watching a virtual NASCAR? So the guy do, like saying real hard. Yeah, some guy like lost all his sponsors because he had like a gamer moment. Yeah, he like he was like seeing if anyone could hear him on the call, and then he just like starts dropping hard hard R N words like it. <laughs> it's classic NASCAR. Yeah. It was pretty NASCAR. And we finish our draft talk. We're going to talk some um, talk about the the only thing uh, seriously relevant worth worth watching. In in both sports and uh, as I dare I say it, pop culture, um, inter- entertainment here. I mean, we're, yeah, recording. And um, and uh, yeah, we're talking about the Last Dance with uh, with um, starring starring Michael Jeffrey Jordan and S- Scotland Pippen and and um, Madonna 
and Madonna, <laughs> Madonna and Carmen Electra. Carmen. So good. <laughs> Carmen, Carmen was, Carmen was, 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 yeah, that was good to see her again. She was still looking good. Yeah. So yeah, we just watched three and four. Uh, Corey, you watched one and two yet, or I watched half of one and then two as like the replay before uh, three and four started. So I'm okay. pretty, I'm pretty well versed in it. Okay. And then yeah, Eric, you've you've seen everything, right? Yes. Copy. All right, great. Um, yeah. So I think this is this is fascinating. I think we're all we're all um, we all kind of came of age during the Shaq Kobe years. So we, I remember Phil Jackson being the guy from the Big Bulls teams. That's all I kind of remembered when when uh, or in the first first Kobe title, Kobe Shaq title. Um, so I, I, we're I think. God, I was in kindergarten when this thing happened. I think we were, we all were actually. Yeah, that is correct. So, um, this is this is sort of a, this is a very uh, refreshing experience for me. I'm sure it is for for you guys because we all we all kind of have our history from the '80s side of things too, uh, being Laker fans. So we knew where yeah, yeah. we knew where, we knew MJ on the rise, and then we knew. Um, but you know, not so much. I, I forgot, uh, Eric. Who were the teams? Uh, it was Lakers, Suns. If you don't mind going through the teams, you, you got this. I know you can do it. Oh yeah, Lakers, Suns, uh, um, or Lakers, Blazers, Suns, and then uh, Sonics, Jazz, Jazz. Okay, you're talking about the titles. Yes, I am. Yeah, uh, I forgot the teams that like. Oh my gosh, it was like <laughs> I remember the Suns matchup, and I remember the Jazz. The Jazz was the big one. And I yeah. think we'll always remember the jazz matchup now because of the um, fantastic album we listened to in the desert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Pull up some of these titles, but go on, Steve. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Classic it, boomer humor. <laughs> so I think. Um, what do what you? What do you? Uh, what are you getting the most out of when you? When you? When you've been watching this, what's the biggest kind of revelation to you, for you guys? I'd say my uh, my biggest revelation is that uh, Dennis Rodman seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> like I would hang out with him and have a beer and like fifteen more beers and like party in Vegas until like four o'clock in the morning, and then uh, you know that seems like a he seems like he was living a pretty good life back then. No, yeah, I, I think I think would you would you call him a beefer? I oh. think there's no other way to go about I, it. I think the same. I'm thinking the same thing. He's a classic beefer right there. That's yeah. I, I think it's um, I yeah no I was just like hell yeah going to Vegas yeah I need a vacation in the middle of the season fuck you Phil <laughs> <laughs> it was great Michael's like he's not coming back <laughs> that yeah, was I great like I do like that they're showing everyone like what Jordan says it's pretty funny to see oh that is great yeah <clears throat> like hey this is what Jordan said about you and it's always like something slightly bad and they're like ah oh, that sounds like something he would say <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also I, my go on soon. Oh, the, in addition to that, I love the uh, the Isaiah Thomas. Um, you know, like just not believing a word he says. Yeah. About nothing not you're going to show him. Hands. He will like tell him like, he's not a dick or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah, no, it, it's great that like 30 years later he like still hates everyone just as much as he did. 
Yeah. Because Isaiah's like... Jordan's classic. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I think, well, you know, like, and Isaiah's always been, like, the nicest of the bad boys. He's always been the most cordial. You know, like, you wonder, because they talk about, they're going to go into the dream team, I think, the next next episode. So you wonder... Yeah, like, that's going to be fun. How that how that all worked out with between... Because Magic and Isaiah had a falling out. I, you know, Isaiah probably had a falling out with everybody because he was part of that Pistons team. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe almost he almost had a falling out with Larry Bird uh, because he was white, um, but Larry Bird was like not a dick enough to like. <laughs> he's like, yeah, probably. I mean, he's right, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I was taller, blacker, and I probably do know. Well, was, yeah, sure. But um, no, I think that was that was. I was waiting for that mo- point where they were going through the Piston years, and when they finally beat the Pistons, that was because that bad boys up thirty for thirty is really good too, and they they yeah, covered that. Of course, you know, it's, oh, you you had to have known it was Bill Ambeer's idea to walk out like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest so piece of shit ever. Like the easiest thing <laughs> to predict. He's never gotten like a coaching job in the NBA because like everyone hates him. He has to like coach in the <laughs> WNBA. <laughs> Very true. Fucking yeah, my biggest shit. takeaway was definitely like how big of a piece of shit like Jerry Krause is and how retarded Jerry Reinsdorf was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like they I can't like- believe the fucking shit that that he did like it just doesn't make any sense it's it's so strange because it's sort of um it's it what i what i've been enjoying is it's sort of dis it's 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 dispelling this sort of 80s 90s nba myth that like um uh of 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 you know it's going back to the first first uh episode uh, or second episode, excuse me, when when Danny Ainge and, and Michael having golf together during the yeah. playoffs, like, oh, like, what happened? Like, and it's like, is that better or worse than the Banana Boat Crew? Right? You know, like they're all friends. Well, I mean, they were, like, they were they were definitely gambling and like mad. Yeah, <laughs> but they weren't like talking about like, all right, uh, if I beat you, Danny, can you let me join the Celtics, please? Like, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, different. <laughs> it's a little different, sure, but it, you know, it's it's. They go. We wouldn't. We didn't hang out together. We didn't have fun. It's like, oh fuck. You know, of course they did. Like they're all, you know. But um, I mean, look uh, at Space Jam. He got fucking Larry Bird and Michael Jordan <laughs> playing golf together. It's like it's just like real life. And Bill, and Bill Murray. And Bill Murray. <laughs> he was there too. He was in the basketball league for about fifteen minutes, and then he had to retire. He had bad knees. <laughs> oh man, that was that was during a dry spell in his career. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was that was the Jordan baseball years for Mur- for Bill Murray. If it was him showing up in Space Jam, <laughs> I, I've, uh, coincidentally enough. Um, no, I think the um, the other thing you were mentioning is like the fact they were going to blow up a team. That's such a modern. We think of that as such a modern concept even now, and we don't. And but it was sort of a, you know, you blow it up after they lose. That's the problem. I mean, you know, that's it's almost Belichickian too. You have like the get t- dump, get rid of them too soon before it's too late. But it's different. Because yeah, that'd be like if Robert Kraft decided, you know what, I'm gonna uh, get rid of Bill Belichick and Tom yeah, Brady exactly, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Gronk, like after they've won back to back Super Bowls, like no, that would never happen. Yeah, no. Can you imagine like a GM in the modern NBA pulling some shit like that? Like, what if like uh, what if like the fucking Warriors GM, that doofus that was talking about how they're light years ahead? What if oh, like yeah, the owner, after yeah. they lose to the or after they win to the Cavs that the first uh, KD year, if the next year he was just like, "Hey, everyone is leaving. We're firing Steve, Steve Kerr after the year." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
we're getting rid, we're trading off Steph and Katie and Clay. We're starting fresh. We're getting rid of everyone. Like it would never happen. They get fired like one minute into that. Because yeah. uh, they're going through like a rebuilding year kind of now because of the, the all the injuries they had and they and Katie moving on and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it was they weren't expecting much then, but it's not like they're not. Um, it's not sort of the same as. I, I don't know. It's just it's hard to say because it's um, it's it's the uh, it's also sort of interesting how how I think I was listening to to Bill Simmons talk about it with the um, just the owners owners mentality of the whole deal, mm-hmm. where like oh, like these sports teams were sort of like toys for the owners. They're like they 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 made their wealth not in sports. They made their wealth somewhere else. Like yeah like a Paul Allen type uh, mm-hmm. with Microsoft or, you know, and then going or Steve Ballmer, Microsoft and going up with, uh, in, in owning the Blazers and the, in the, um, uh, the Blazers and the um, Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they really didn't spend like, okay, like their whole, you know, only, I think in, up until like, um, fucking Cuban was the first to kind of do that, um, be that kind of, active owner uh, type. I don't know if that's still, I, you know, he's still kind of a rarity in the whole situation. But anyway, my point I think the is, I think is that they're, you know, like I think, oh yeah, he, they're, they're not owners, but the point is owners interfere more with decisions today than they ever did before. I could be wrong about that. Check me on that, Eric. Um, I would say the owners have gotten smarter before they just did stupid shit because they had no idea like how to run like a franchise. Like they would make decisions. I mean, they'd probably be interfere more now, but they they they're just smarter in general. They like listen yeah. to like their circle. I think the only uh, the only one who was I think, and maybe because he was his only kind of major fortune was Jerry Buss, uh, who's kind of actively trying to find the GM coach, you know, he was very, he was very involved with the system that he built because that was kind of his only means to doing that. Like that was only, that was his, that was his business. It wasn't. Yeah. Right. You know, so, you know, like, uh, it's like, it's, uh, Al Davis's kid with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have enough money to pay for a stadium. We got to move to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's easily the poorest owner in the NFL. He's by um, like probably uh, more than a billion dollars. Like I think he's oh, not even a billionaire. We we talked about this before. Will will the Vegas move change that? He'll probably make some good money off of it, I would assume. I think we're gonna have to see. We have to uh, see who the second. We have to find out who the second poorest owner in the, in the league is. Uh, that's the well, we have to also figure out how many boomers Corona Chan is gonna leave behind. Like if if she removes the boomers, then like, uh, you know, I, I think the NFL is gonna be a little bit screwed. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think this. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think anybody of us. We don't. We uh, mooch off red zone all the time, so we're not necessarily uh, buying season tickets anytime soon. I'm making money off the NFL, not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's been, it's the series. Anyway, going back to the, um, bulls, um, they, I, I've been enjoying it thoroughly. Is there, um, I don't have another follow up question for it. Anybody else? Oh, yeah, no, I, I have a few things I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, 
didn't know that that 86 season where uh, they tried to limit his minutes because they were fucking tanking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's that that, that kind of goes back to my other point about uh, the mythology of the 80s being kind of a little bit of kind of uh, not as, I mean, he's, that's like, it's not that everybody was doing it, but it was certainly like, oh, that was a that was a thing. <laughs> well, like the big tank was the '84 Houston to draft uh, Hakeem. That was like yeah. the first oh, yeah, time because yeah. they like had uh, Moses Malone like totally sit out or whoever wow. else was on that team. I forget, <clears throat> but um, yeah, yeah, the '86 one. Yeah, no, it it seems that uh, the relationship with him and Kraus like that that's how it started, and I didn't realize like, like things had like been souring that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and then the the contract Scotty signed in '91. It's like I can't believe it. Like I felt bad for him. Just won a title, and he had you know been such a integral part in that uh, you know shutting down Magic in the finals. It was like oh, how yeah. how is that the contract that he signed? Like what the hell? Not only how is that the contract that he signed, but how do you not like renegotiate that? That's contract that's that's the point? problem. I think that's that's the that's the problem I have with the team. Is yeah, that they didn't so like hardline uh, um, policy on renegotiating. Like what? I feel like because yeah. you could totally even just renegotiate and put like two more years onto the back end of it, and then right. just give you more money. Like, like why not? Why would you not do that? Yeah. They were. He like, clearly meant like a lot to your team. Like. Yeah, I don't think the cap was the cap. That they weren't they weren't like stretching the cap for anybody, right? No, like Rod, so. Rodman was not that expensive. I think uh, it, Steve it was, Kirk it was literally just like it was just Michael. Yeah, and then everybody else was paid like a normal amount, and then Scotty was paid fucking dog shit. <laughs> like I saw a graph yeah. of it. It was like, it's, hey, here's Michael making like thirty million dollars or something, and then everyone else is making like in the like single digit millions. What, what I, Scotty what, was making like one point eight. Yeah, right. Well, he he signed with a seven year deal for eighteen million, right? Yep, something like that. Yeah. And it's really interesting to think that like it's the relative, um, just just the relativity of the pay scale compared to like what the three of us make combined. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he goes, oh, I was. He look at Scotty going like, I signed that because I wanted the security of. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make a risk. I wanted to, he had like people he needed to yeah, he had he had take like care of. He had like a whole, family members. Like yeah, yeah. His, his brother is like paralyzed. His dad's like, paralyzed. His and, dirt uh, poor nightmare house that he had to like build a new house. And so he, his, his mom, he, you know, he looked at like, Oh, I bought my mom a house with that $18 million contract. So he, he was able to do those things because the money in relation to them was a fortune compared to yeah. To, he said so, that he was one of what twelve siblings. Yeah, yeah I think that's what he said. <laughs> I had no clue about that either. It's like, my God. <laughs> so you look at that, and it makes it makes sense for him at the time when just before things just shot up. But once it does, and you have all this extra money, you can raise the cap. And they never did, or they never. If, if the cap was raised, I'm assuming it was based on the in, influx of money because of yeah, all the money was yeah. coming in. But Reinsdorf didn't do renegotiating. Yeah, at all. Didn't do so I think I think especially Jerry didn't. God, Kraus didn't do it for sure because he was the one who said, "Once I sign it, you're getting like, which is a really bad business. You don't, um, you gotta <laughs> inflexibility in business is not a good business strategy." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his ego was so inflated. I mean, he made great moves, you know, trading yeah. <clears throat> Oakley away. You know, he he wasn't going to put him 
past the next level, you know, yeah. firing Doug Collins, even though he just took him to, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals to put in Phil Jackson, you know, drafting, uh, you know, um, uh, Pippen and Horace Grant. I finally understood the triangle Harper. offense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how yeah. this, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> what's, what's this like fluid motion of triangle thing? It's like, I, it's like, oh, okay, finally. You know, yeah, I, I probably I could actually no look it up. Yeah, for the longest time. Yeah, I've I've seen like diagrams, but it's never really kind of a, approached like, oh yeah. And they, the I'm, fact I'm, that they had like the moving like uh, play sheet kind of thing really like cemented it mm-hmm. in my knowledge. Like, oh, here's like where all of the different triangles are. There's like whatever, eight different triangles on the court at one point right. between all of these players. And there's always going to be, an, especially with the team, like the star player, that's always going to be an open guy. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that was, um, I'm, I'm glad they gave a shout out to Tex winner and um, Phil Jackson's thing. That was, that was really kind of important because you know, he's, he's the guy who, who really was responsible for that philosophy. He's kind of like the, the, uh, Matt, uh, he's what's that guy's name? The the analytics guy who wrote the book on analytics. Um, not the Moneyball guy, but the um, the actual Michael James or some. There's some like simple, very oh, si- yeah, simple yeah. name that that guy in like the late '70s wrote about this. Wrote the the analytics, analytics book, that, book, the baseball prospectus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's a, Bill James. Yeah, Bill James. That's the yeah. Yeah, that's how simple the name was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's so simple you can't even remember it. Yeah. So yeah, I thought um that was that was uh very I thought that was very cool. My uh second favorite part I would say is the when they're talking about uh Phil Jackson post playing career and like how he's like oh. dropping <laughs> and like uh, like he, he's like looking like fucking uh, Bill Walton. Like he's just like hanging out. Like like, hippie. Yeah. He's like man, I just like I went down south of the border. I went, man, to, I went to Puerto Rico and I couldn't. I got banned from all the home games. That was yeah, the owner was like awesome. shooting the fucking ref is like insane. That was. I was just, like, dude, I bet Bill Walton and fucking Phil Jackson are like best friends. Like that's like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like. Oh yeah, yeah it that was, was good shit. No, that was that was probably the most one of the most entertaining parts of that that last episode. It was because you knew yeah. you're gonna have to get into Phil and his whole thing. And um, I love the little cream that they played cream for the '70s. Yeah, um, yeah. Only only like like music artist, music '60s artists like myself. It's like that's it's sort of a not quite the right time, Wrong but decade, I get the vibe. Man. Wrong decade, man. You're about five years too late, um, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, that that whole uh, um, every, you know the, with the Knicks and stuff that was that was good stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so he was a, he was a part of that the two those two titles with the Knicks. He owned the last time they they've ever won a title. Yeah, seventy three, seventy three. Yeah, I think poor Knicks. My favorite thing just because it's like constantly happening is just like seeing how fucking red Jordan's eyes are. And he's always got that <laughs> glass of booze and like the cigar the scotch. Yeah. Talking he's shit. Looking real fucked up. Like, <laughs> like I, I wasn't doing all the cocaine and stuff like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Bull fucking shit. Michael Jordan, you're wasted right now. Like, <laughs> 
I, I just like how it, like you can't really tell if he's like constantly like getting new glasses because like the amount in the in the glass just goes up and down from like yeah. scene to scene. So I'm like, is this just one, or is he working on like five of these? Well, yeah. if you if you know you know he's going to be the most featured person in this entire documentary, so you you know it's going to be like what from what they cut and what they actually have like on screen, like just what they have on, the, on what they left on the cutting room floor is is probably um, you know probably five times as much footage as they needed oh, yeah. in and yeah. could put in. So you knew it's just like I just wonder if he's like drinking like eight whiskey sours here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know I think I think from what I hear it's all scotch. From what I've heard from everybody else, it's probably like eighteen year scotch. That uh, makes sense. You know, single malt. Um, the only thing that could be better is if they just uh, had him with no glass, but it was just the bottle, and the bottle keeps getting progressively more empty and full. <laughs> it's like multiple bottles of scotch. Now we're <laughs> I mean, that would be it's almost like a BS meter. Like you see, when his, his yeah. when it gets this low, he is telling this much truth, or he's even telling he's telling actually telling you more truth. He's yeah, more honest about himself and the situation, and, and yeah, you know it's. It's really interesting. I think. I think. Do, do you think? Um, I know there's. There's. We've, we've, we all obviously know like these. These. You know, Jordan being the ultimate like uh, greatness equals assholeness. Like some sort of like. Yeah. That, like that's some sort of. That's not even a Machiavellian tactic, but it's actually kind of what he wanted. Anyway, but um, but uh, um, do you think this is making him look better or worse? Definitely better. Definitely better. Definitely better. better. I agree. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think the world needs to be reminded, like, how much of a, how fucking base Michael Jordan was, just, like, kicking everyone's asses and, like, (laughs) like, ruining, like, the careers of all these 90s players that, like, never got their titles, like. Right. Yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. He's, he's like, the reason. (laughs) My, uh, my, uh, thought on that is that you, you don't see any, like, people as talented and like as dominant as Michael Jordan are who are just like pure heel a hundred percent of the time. Like he's like, obviously just like, I don't give a fuck, like fuck you a hundred percent of the time. And like, I was trying to think who in the NBA currently is like that. And the only one I could come up with is Draymond Draymond green. Green, Yeah. Yeah, Obviously (laughs) not nearly as good as Jordan. And it just makes makes me wish there was like somebody who was like a goat tier player who was also just like, shit talking and being a dick the whole time well, like it's, uh, it's interesting because that today is not looked highly upon yeah that much because you and you have more of a hateability factor with that with michael you can get away with that in the 90s and the 80s he could be the dick uh yeah. and everybody loves him like like there's that coolness there's like a coolness factor a likability factor a style factor or whatever in regards to him being this icon where he's a complete, where you can get away with punching Steve Kerr, yeah. <laughs> like, and and uh, I forgot if and Steve Kerr apologizes. <laughs> it could be damn straight, but uh, just, you know, uh, I just wish we could get more just incredible heels in the in the NBA, just like like super talented and also just like fucking beating the shit out of everyone the whole time, like. Not caring what anyone thinks, I think it would be so funny. To Kobe, like have Kobe was the last one we got. Yeah, I think. And Mello, you can. Uh, Mello is the is the only argument of being some sort of, but it's more about um, hero ball. I don't. Yeah, I don't find him to be a heel. He's not like antagonistic enough to be a heel. I don't think. Yeah, he just but doesn't. Was, give was a Michael? Fuck. Was Michael? And do we see Michael as an antagonist 
in 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 this this era in the '90s era. I think everyone else would see him. That everyone, way. everyone else does, but they kind of like go. But like, you watch my, you watch Magic, you watch Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, right after the games, going, "Dude, that guy's awesome!" Like, yeah, like if Magic Johnson, who's probably the most likable guy in the NBA ever, and the opposite of a heel, um, and the only yeah. people who hated him was like Celtics fans. Um, uh, I think, he, and he's like, "Wow." great to lose to michael jordan like what a guy like oh, yeah well, you know like that there's a there's a level of like that and if he's that kind of a dig i don't know if that actually happens anymore i think i think there's a difference between like there that's more like awe than like uh than like um like interpersonal connection you know like it's yeah. more like wow this guy's incredibly good at basketball not necessarily wow this guy like it's a great guy to lose to him it's like if i have to lose to somebody it's got to be somebody that incredibly good at basketball right right so i see that i see him as an antagonist of just like he clearly is doing like the like i'm i'm better than everyone else at basketball and i want you to know it and i just i i will drive right at the rim every single time even if i'm getting tackled by the fucking pistons like I don't care. Fuck you. Like, uh, that's just, I see him as like the ultimate antagonist, the ultimate heel. Like, but he just got the face turn. Like he became the face of the NBA by just being so good at basketball. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know if that'll happen again. It's hard to say, you know, like, well, think about it like this for the entire time. Uh, he was winning titles. He would he would still be number one on like the trade value list, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you look at someone like LeBron or Kobe, when they were at their peak of like their trade value, they really weren't winning titles, you know? Yeah, true. Like LeBron, by the time he won his first title, you could argue Kevin Durant had more trade value. I mean, I'd say interesting. I'm not probably sure probably not, that. but you know, you can make a yeah. case that like the gap had been closed. Someone, someone could make that argument with a uh, with a, with some slight degree of rationality. I can see. Yeah, that. there could be like a one A one B kind of a thing. Because like I think the, the LeBron factor was sort of like the LeBron element is sort of the the um, he was more of a magic archetype. In regarding to making everybody else around him better, um, where with Michael you had to force him to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, but like basically he was easily the best player in the league while he was winning all those titles. Like no one has been like that much better than like the second best player while winning a bunch of titles. Like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, you know, they weren't like so much better than everyone else when they were winning. You know, they were the two best players, but even, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they were the almost team, the as good. Were, they're, the teams were competitive enough to keep showing up. Yeah. yeah like the like, only... With Jordan, you know, obviously uh, a huge boost is uh, Pippen's uh, contribution on that tiny contract, but even yes. still, like, like Jordan, if you, like could, if there was like an auction or whatever, like he would be worth like th- four times more than the next second, the second best player who was like, I don't think you can look at any other point in the league where that'd be the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always like a one and two, like not separate, not separated by as much as you would think, like uh, as opposed to like a one and then a two, like a million leagues below. Like, like you would say who would probably be what Hakeem would be the second best player of the nineties, but like, 
like you know yeah. he's nowhere nearly as good as Jordan. No, yeah, I'm trying to think of other players. There's like the Stockton Malone won that MVP, but everybody knows that was kind of a joke. Um, yeah. yeah, sort of like like all the all the MVPs the last in the last decade that were won um, that LeBron didn't win. I feel uh, like it's definitely arguable that like uh, that the person closest to Jordan in his trade value would be Scottie Pippen because of his contract and like uh, talent at the same time, you know, like, yeah, yeah. contract yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you like put that amount of talent with that contract, you could get anything for Scottie Pippen. Like if they decided that they were going to when, trade when him, you they could have the gotten best player for him probably. You get ten, uh, second best player for 10 cents off the dollar. I think I'll take that every time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, it's like yeah. arguable that his trade his trade value would be like the second most in the NBA at that point in time. Like, uh, just yeah. because of like what he brings to the table athletically, also just dog shit contract. Yeah, the, the um, I'm trying to think. Barkley was kind of getting older, so that doesn't really count either. Yeah, Barkley yeah. peaked in the early '90s, like yeah. when he was on those uh, Rockets teams. Like so, he definitely yeah. wasn't the same. Shaq had a sort of dominance, but it's mid nineties on onward. Yeah. Plus, but, uh, like he he really came into his own as like a post player, like later on. Like he was more athletic earlier, but like his his low post shit, where he could just fucking dominate everyone. Yeah. I thought that started when he was on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got about uh, we just got the ten minute warning, so um, we should uh, probably wrap this up. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to think of any other big takeaways. Um, it's um, mostly just been the '80s for now. We haven't really. We just got to the first title, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot that. I forgot that that famous the famous hand switching layup was um, like what game two. Yeah, game two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I thought that was like yeah. It's always being portrayed as like the fight, like the the clincher, you know, like. But that thing was insane. Oh, I, I like how uh, how hard they built up those uh, Cleveland team. That Cleveland team that he hit the shot over. They were like everyone <laughs> thought that they were better than the Bulls. They like, kept beating him every time. Yeah, six and zero. Oh. <laughs> it was like, that was really funny. Freaking uh, Harper just like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I that, that was, was amazing. Great. I guess that's the last thing I'll say. Like the amount of swearing everyone does in this, and that's oh, on ESPN God. is pretty nice. It's like the first time I've ever heard Michael Wilbon say "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, having Wilbon in this has been great. Oh, oh I love it. Get up. I love, I love everything. Pretty, it. pretty much like what you'd expect. Like yeah. he's not really saying much. He's no, just he's, like the Chicago Mike, guy, giving yeah. you the Chicago's perspective. But it's just yeah. nice to have him in there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we might get some Michael get off my lawn Wilbon um, <laughs> moments there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. a little bit. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I liked the like the one moment that they had Obama in it, where he was just like, "Yeah, I was too broke to go to the games." I was like, "Oh my man!" <laughs> you get like Bill's, just like I remember Scottie Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, it's been great so far. I'm I'm loving it. I can't wait for the next two episodes next week. Yeah, it's 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 uh, real refreshing. It's even like um, I, for a while I've been I've been getting off the sports talk just because it's getting we're, we're teetering. We've been in this whole whole quarantine nonsense for about a month. I won't say nonsense, but because it, it yeah. implies it's actually bad. It's just or, a yeah. yeah, 
but it's just just it's just what it is just fucking um, shine light into your body and inject bleach you'll be fine yeah any, that's all you need. please <laughs> um <laughs> do a soul of either um no <laughs> But no, it's just the uh, just the idea of like, oh, tomorrow I get to listen, I get a, I get a chance to see people's takes on this. Like I, we were, uh, Eric and I were talking a moment ago that the fact that Scott Van Pelt's like Sports Center is based on recapping the show yeah. <laughs> that we are, we just saw. It's it's almost like a Chris Evans and I, Chris Evans. Whatever that guy who does all the oh, Chris recapping, Hardwick. Chris he's the Chris he's like now the Chris Hardwicking the whole like yeah. Uh, what we just learned about the whole show today, guys. We learned that Scotty's Pippen, uh, Scotty Pippen's contract sucked. Yeah, and like that's what happens when you have a twenty-four hour like network dedicated to something that doesn't exist anymore. Like, <laughs> it's like hey, now we have to talk about stuff from twenty-five years ago, like uh, thirty years ago, even. Yeah, I saw some Cardinal fan tweet today that like he'd rather watch the uh, 2014 walk off home run that that uh, got the clinch the Giants pennant mm-hmm. than have no baseball at all. And I think personally, I think that's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, because all I'm watching is my team's losing. Like yeah. every time I see a recap, it's like, oh, here's the Patriots beating the Rams. Here's the here's the uh, it was the 08 Celtics beating the 08 Lakers. No, here's uh, the 04 04 Red Sox beating the 04 Crumb. I don't want to watch this shit. Yeah. It's like I don't want to like this is not good for me. Is, At least they played the 2010 NBA Finals. That was good shit. That was yeah, awesome. that was good shit. Fantastic. I, you know, I actually it's one of the few games I I saved on my yeah you know would, so I could rewatch that all the time. The, um, the much more like reasoned take of that that I've seen that I 100% agree with was like I'll never complain about like a January 15th game between like the Bobcats and like, <laughs> fucking, like whatever like some bullshit like a uh, game that means nothing like I'll never complain about that ever again I'm like yeah. you're probably right dude I'll be I'll be happy when when something finally comes back even if it's like a dog shit product I'll be like I'll watch it anyway I don't have anything else to do Kind of reminds me of the last time we were all in Vegas and uh, we were in, in our hotel room and like for whatever reason we were either taking a break or taking more shots and um, all that was on was uh, um, the sports center about Kyrie not showing up or something about that but I just remember like we were watching it on repeat because uh, we weren't ready to get we weren't ready to leave the hotel and go back out for the whatever we were doing I think we were going to the buffet or something like that but we were all you know, taking our time and taking shots and just taking, you know, but it, I just remember watching that on repeat, on repeat. I sort of yeah. was getting a little, um, I wasn't nearly in the zone. I don't think I, you know, in that regard. Uh, so I was, I was like, all I could watch is like the TV repeat itself. I'm like, man, we should watch something else. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm just like, that's, I'll take that. Give me that right there. Like, <laughs> No, it's like there's nothing. It's like the time that we were like uh, so stoned that we were watching that like uh, fucking spring training baseball and then I got the teams wrong even though we were watching it for like 40 <laughs> minutes or something before I said anything. Like, like I would take that over no sports. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I also take? Um, you know, some Comedy Central playing something other than um, the, the, the fucking office. office. Yeah. Get for a while, they were, they were playing like South Park every other night once in a while, but now it's just South. It's, uh, you know, there's there's 20 seasons of 23 seasons of South Park to choose from, uh, and only only three episodes of that season are not 
they can't replay for <laughs> for censorship purposes. Yeah. Uh, and and just the fact that you have to keep watching The Office, which is a show that I know it's it's good, but it's sort of like I don't really for me it's I have to kind of be into it to watch it. I have to be kind of like, and I'm not that into it. So I'm gonna go off on a limb and say it's not good. Not a yeah. good show. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the Ricky Gervais version is probably superior. You know, so we just I'd rather watch that. I'd rather watch the inside of my eyes than watch any more episodes of the Office. Come on now, boy. <laughs> <laughs>